It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. And we're back. Hello. Welcome everybody to a bonus episode of the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Today we are covering another film from my birth year, 1988. Yes, what, a, what a year for film. Indeed. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> hmm. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> it's the classic, and I think you'll all agree it's a classic, horror film, Amsterdamned. The canals, they are a passageway into the heart of this international city. Dark and protective, they offer sanctuary to the terror that stalks from their depths. surface kill 16 stab wounds at least eight were fatal and vanish without a trace four dead in four days all i know is that something's got to be done for the canals now run with blood they've got to find him catch him or kill him because time is running out Vestron Pictures presents Amsterdam. This city is murder. This film has a 6.6 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Yeah, it's a good film. It's a popular film. Very popular. Audience rating of 53% not on, bad. Uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad, not bad. Have you got a plot, Ken? Can you describe the plot? Um, it's a killer on the loose. <laughs> In the streets of Amsterdam. Who is it? What is it? Why is it? And how is it? Perfect. Incidentally, Dick Maas also did um, a, a film called Sin, uh, Saint. It was Sint in uh, the Netherlands, but it's called Saint. It's right. a uh, Christmas film. Oh. It's about Saint Nick and the real Saint Nicholas. Nice. Yeah. Merry Dick Maas to everybody. Indeed. Yes, he did do that Christmas film. And um, I've got that as well. I've got that on DVD. It's a good film. Um, it features um, Black Peter. When was that directed, that film? Uh, 2010. Oh, really? So quite recent, then. Uh, yeah, you know, I, well, say, I, say I, yeah, I say that to people as well and then realise it was over 10 years ago <laughs> yeah. and it's not that recent. Yeah. I think anything directed like after the 80s is recent. Yeah, you think, <laughs> that's not that old then. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 93. It is that old, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think anything <laughs> from the nineties onwards is like a recent film. <laughs> yeah, but that's quite good. That's that's quite a good film. Uh, and he did um, a film called Prey as well, which is about uh, killer lions on the loose. Is that the one that you showed? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. That's Dick Marks. Yeah, that's Dick. It is. Yes, indeed. Yes. Good hell, you got that right. Yeah, he had his dick in many pies. Incidentally, a written review of Prey available on the website. Nicely done. Thank you. Some keywords for you, Ken. And for the listeners, just give you a, a picture of what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Sadism. Oh. Mutilation. Oh, yeah. Decapitation. Mm. Gore. What? Insanity. Oh, mama. 
And last but not least, Frogman. (laughs) (laughs) The most descriptive of all of the keywords for this film. (laughs) Yes. Fear the Frogman. That should have been the tagline. Imagine that on a tagline in a film. Well, I've got some for you, Ken. You are the producer. You're in your chair. You're sipping on... Actually, hang on. A little little bottle of French imported lager. (sighs) What have you got for me, kid? I've got three for you. You ready? Yeah. The city is murder. Hmm. Okay, next. The danger lies just below the surface. Ooh, I quite like that one. Be glad you're afraid. It means you're still alive. Ooh, I don't really like that one. <laughs> Which one are we going for? <laughs> I think the danger lurks just beneath the surface. Okay, I'll, I'll send it in to Dick Mass. It works as well because the opening scene just gives you that straight away. It's perfect. Yeah, we get shots of the it's it's uh, the canals, isn't it, through Amsterdam? Obviously, uh, Amsterdam, if you've ever been, is well known for its canals. Yeah, no, I haven't. Have you not? No, I've been to Holland, but I don't know whereabouts in Holland I went. No, no, I was in a, I was on a children's football team or soccer team. Yeah, and I went over there, and uh, I had a ham omelette, and I was sick, and uh, didn't play in any of the games after that. Yeah, so uh, wait, you had a crepe. <laughs> yeah, from both ends. I don't know if we ever told this story on the podcast, but uh, there's a couple that I knew that went to um, a place called Little Dessert Shop, which is like a... It was that cell? <laughs> yeah. It's like a sit-down place where you go and have a, a fancy like pancake or... Um, Ooh. Yeah, or a waffle <laughs> or stuff like that. Just stuff you can get at UK. home. Yeah, stuff you can make <laughs> for three quid at home that you have to pay 15 quid for there. Um, they went and I was talking to them. And I was like, oh, what did you have? And uh, the the guy was like, oh, I had a waffle. And I asked the girl, I was like, oh, what did you have? She went, I had a crap. <laughs> yeah, nothing to eat. <laughs> did you wash your hands? Yeah, it's a long way to she's go, like, isn't it? She's like, I had a chocolate crap. I was like, don't we all? <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Anyway, first shot, as you say, we're in the canals of Amsterdam. It's POV. Um, we see the, the POV. It goes up into a, the back of a Chinese restaurant. They're prepping for the evening. And he steals a butcher's knife. Yeah, a cleaver, if you will. And we head over next to the red light district. It's sort of a Halloween-esque. It, it sort of... Yeah, but in water. Yeah. Which is nice. A nice touch. Had the knife not been stolen, I would have potentially have thought alligator. Maybe a uh, buoyant shark. <laughs> Yes. Just on the top of the water. A yeah. daring octopus. <laughs> Indeed. Or a cheeky beaver. <laughs> One of your films. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or anything else that may be in water. You know, we could go on, I guess. An unexpected floater. <laughs> Chocolate crap. <laughs> um, yeah, we head over to the red light district. Yep, as we should if we're in Amsterdam. And we focus on a prostitute. She's leaving the uh, one of the, the doors out of the red light district there, jumps into a taxi, heads off. You get some small talk with the taxi driver. Yeah, this isn't POV anymore, obviously. No. No, it'd be less subtle. Yeah, he got in the taxi with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the taxi driver, you know, some small talk. Uh, been busy tonight, so that you just want to go home. And then offers her a free ride uh, for some sexual performance. Mm, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a dick, you know, the taxi driver. Yeah, honest. he tries to force her into a blowjob situation. Mm, yeah. And she bites down on it as he forces her. 
Yeah, bites down right on it. He gives a little scream, kicks her out of the taxi, drives off. Done for the night? Just drive. I bet you can't wait to get to your own bed. <laughs> I love blondes. Of course, I'm not particular. <laughs> Guess there's lots of money if you're a woman. But I'd just like to be sure. What's the big idea? Let me see your money. You'll get paid, I promise you. Yeah, I know. Only I'd rather get paid in trade, if you know what I mean. Like you said, it's bedtime. I'm through having sex. Hey, I'm not a bad guy. Come on. Get down there and work on it. I'm making it nice and easy on you. I don't want you fucking slit. Kiss your mouth. Get a homeless woman, a bag lady. She walks past. She asks if she's okay. And at this point, we get more POV, and it's Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, a bit of breathing going on. Heavy breathing through uh, some sort of um, sort of apparatus, and he's closing in on her, right in on her. She screams. The old woman, she looks around, and uh, she sees the, the hooker get, getting attacked and dragged into the canal yeah. by a shadowy figure. Yeah, by a gang of cheeky beavers. You all right, miss? Yeah, it's okay. We get a voiceover welcoming us to Amsterdam, which I thought was nice. It was very nice, yeah. Turns out it's world-famous canals. There's more than 165 of them in total. Bloody hell. Stretched to a length of 16 kilometres. That's a pretty long canal. Uh, we see the voice belongs to a tour guide on a boat full of kids. The kids are having a great time. They're laughing. They're screaming. They're happy. Till the corpse of a prostitute is hanging from the bridge in front of them. <laughs> By, by her ankles, and they hit, because I've seen, you know, you can't break really in a boat that quickly. No, he does He does put his hands up over his eyes, which is a classic thing of being safe from anything. Yeah, yeah he's just like, ah. The corpse um, just <laughs> smears blood <laughs> all over it. Yeah, it, it sort of just rides over the top of the boat, doesn't it? Yeah. Just, uh, and they've got a glass roof. <laughs> yeah, it just kids. smears, smears prostitute breasts and blood and all, all sorts all over the boat. They all start screaming. And uh, thankfully, they had a little window open, didn't they, on the top of the boat uh, that the corpse dangles through. <laughs> yeah, just in front of the kids. <laughs> yeah. I really, really like that as a, as a set piece. Yeah. I thought that was a really good effort. Yeah. I liked it. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Cut to a man in a bath. This yeah. is Lieutenant Eric Visser. Yeah, no, he's a weird character. I wasn't entirely sure whether I liked him in this film. I don't really like I, him. I don't think he's an overly likable character. To have him as your main like guy is a bit, I don't know, it's a bit of a bit of an ask, to be honest. Yeah. And we get a POV again, this time of the gun taken out of a holster, which was um, hanging off a chair in his bedroom. And we get some feet moving towards the bathroom. Door opens, and it's a woman pretending to shoot and kill the man. Yeah, a bit harsh. It's a lot of fun, that, because this turns out to be his daughter, which I was shocked I at. I was very shocked. I believed it to be his wife. Careful, it's loaded. Daddy, you have to die. That's no toy, so put it down. Bang! 
he knows that she's there already, so I'm assuming this isn't the first time she's done this to him. Yeah, she's just pretending to shoot her dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kids, eh? And it's even weirder when you find out it's his daughter, because he's just naked in the bath. There's no, like, suds. Well, of course he is. That's how you have baths. There's no, like, suds. It'd be weirder if he was fully dressed in the bath. <laughs> that would have been a weirder <laughs> bit of footage, wouldn't it? The fact that there's no, sort of, foam on the top of the bath, it's clear water. Oh, I see. You're you're saying it's weird that she's walking in when he's naked, not the fact that he's in the bath and, yeah. and naked. Yeah. I, mean, I understand now. I was thinking, what are you talking about? Although that is weird, how you've said it. <laughs> Uh, she answers the phone and tells the person her dad has been playing with himself in the bath for the yeah. last half hour. Yeah, which again is a—it's an odd—it's an odd situation with this daughter. It's all right though; it's only his work. It's only police <laughs> HQ. <laughs> it's only Captain Carl Weathers <laughs> ringing up to ask where he is. Hello, the visitor residence. He's in the john. I expected he's masturbating. Yeah, Eric, telephone for you. It's headquarters. Arrives at the crime scene, uh, told by he's got a he's got a partner uh, called Vermeer. Yeah. Tells uh, Eric that he, she was stabbed to death. The prostitute, no sign of rape. Hung her upside down from the bridge using a bowline knot. Uh, Eric says bowline knot must be a sailor then. Could have been. Could have been Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, bloody nine of them to uh, get hold, through. Just holding her up <laughs> by her ankle. <laughs> we have to quiz all of them. <laughs> The old homeless woman from before, she's she's bought in by Potter, a female, another female police officer, saying that she saw a big black monster attack the hooker with big claws and feet and it came out of the water. And Eric says, out of a boat. And she says, no, out of the water. Yeah, I say I quite like that as well. Yeah. It still gave me the impression that uh, this was maybe not a human being. It was a monster. A monster? A big monster. I'd be glad to go to hell if it were any different. It came out of the water. Out of the water? Did it have a boat? Out of the water. People pay horns a sin. Meanwhile, we, we cut to two environmentalists and they're taking water samples. They're investigating, as it turns out, there's a nearby chemical plant, and they're testing the water for any signs of um, pollution. Yeah, it's best to do that at night. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, Of course, yes, where no one can see you. Maybe that's why they're doing it uh, I think it is. I think they are doing it. I think they're doing it like a covert operation, aren't they? So they don't get seen by the people who run the plant. Is that why the one guy's got full camo makeup on? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, they get spooked when they see bubbles forming on the surface of the water, and their apparatus that they pull up gets damaged. Yeah, there's a, the rope. It's been torn. Uh, they try and get the hell out of there. One guy starts pulling up the anchor whilst the other one attempts to start the motor. Um, the guy starting the motor asks the other one if he filled the tank like he asked him to. He gets no reply, and he st- instead he just hears like a splash in the water. A spladoosh. And all of a sudden, he's alone in the boat. Yeah, he's gone. He's just gone. And he's like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to see if he's okay. I'm just going to get out of here. Quite right, too. Yeah, he grabs the anchor, pulls it up, and he's horrified to find that the man's head is on the anchor. It's on a spike of the anchor. Jesus Christ. That was swift work, wasn't it? That's actually a pretty good prosthetic head. It looks like me. I liked it. After we did Demon Wind and that prosthetic head, to see this one, (laughs) it's like fucking watching The Thing compared to that. Yeah, I I liked it. Anyway, he's so shocked by that, he himself just falls overboard. Yeah, he just starts swimming, doesn't he? Swimming yeah. to shore. Yeah, jaws all over again. He does get to the to the shoreline as well, and he, there's a truck that passes by, 
Yeah, sees him and thinks, what the hell? The, the, he's sort of, um, what's it called? Truck, is it a mate? What, what are they called? The guys that are in the truck with you to help you. Driver's mate. Driver's mate is with him. And he's saying, you're just seeing things on account of all the stuff that we have to carry in the back here. Yeah, because I think that's the chemicals, isn't it, that they were looking for. Yeah, but anyway, he gets out to see um, what the guy wants. And uh, before he can, he can get out of the car and, and find him, Something comes out of the water, grabs the environmentalist and drags him back. Into the water. Yeah. Yeah, another good bit. Another good set piece. Yeah, and uh, the driver doesn't find him, goes on about his day. Yeah, and just goes, no, well, back to it. Why are you stopping? I saw a man. Where? Right down there by the water. Oh, did Jim? Well, I did. <laughs> hey, the good Samaritan. He beat it. That weird stuff that we hold is beginning to make you act funny. Max, you'll be seeing angels flying. I guess you were right, Lou. Cut to the next day, Eric and Vermeer. They see the bodies of the environmentalists. That's enough for them to be convinced that we're dealing with a serial killer. I like the the bit there where he actually says, uh, yeah, the, the bodies were found. Two guys were collecting samples. And he says, and they ended up being the samples. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, hmm? <laughs> he, has, he has a few of these little lines that yeah. you're like, what? Yeah, that if you actually said, what did you, what do you mean? He'd have said, I don't know. Yeah. That would have been yeah. his answer because he doesn't yeah. really mean anything. That no. samples for what? <laughs> Eric runs into a guy called John, and jo- now John's an old friend from the police academy. Thirteen years since they last saw each other. Yeah, and he's bollocking the press for taking photos. I said I've put John's got a bit of the Barrett Cold Iron. Uh, he has, yeah. Barrett Cold Iron about him. Yeah. If Barrett Cold Iron wore bright yellow wetsuits. Yeah, he's, he's dressed as a banana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John works for the River Police. <laughs> 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 just their their uniforms are constantly just sodden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes hands in his hands like like a naked gun <laughs> when he's in the fish tank, just wet. <laughs> uh, we learn that Eric's ex-girlfriend used to date John before Eric stole her from him. Yeah. And that's it? why they've not spoken for 13 years. Yeah, but they forget about that after obviously mentioning it. It turns out that Eric, she also left him for a painter. I've put the maestro. <laughs> Is this a sequel to Blood Delirium? <laughs> Scatter the ashes to the wind. <laughs> How am I supposed to collect water samples with your head on the anchor, Herman? <laughs> John says, it sounds like you saved me a lot of trouble there, but don't you ever do it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's all water under the bridge. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. There you go, Dick. Maybe next time, just pop that one in. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Uh, John's team, they find part of a diver's kit. It's like um, a depth. It's like a depth gauge. Depth gauge. That's it. Yeah. They find that at the bottom of the canal and for some reason immediately associate it with the case. Like, that could not come from anything else. It can't. It can't do, can it? He orders it taken to the lab for analysis. Uh, but what the hell would they learn? How long has it been down there? <laughs> says John. That's what he wants to know. What would that prove? Like, how long has it been down there for? My God, a week? It must be the killer. <laughs> yes. 
I think they were expecting it to have been down there maybe just today. Yeah. Yeah, obviously any longer. It could be anyone's. Yeah, but it is longer than a day when they get the fucking thing back, but they still think it's a killer. Anyway, and uh, Eric says the line, a diver who's prowling the canals of Amsterdam. <laughs> and when he says that out loud, it's then that I realised how, how stupid the premise of the film is, really. <laughs> when he says it. Imagine if that was real and he said that out loud. Everyone would just be like, what? <laughs> I'll tell you what they do want, though. They want a list of all registered divers in Amsterdam. Yeah. And it turns out, not only is there a fucking shit ton, but John also hits him with, there's also 10,000 unregistered divers in Amsterdam. (laughs) Yeah, which is odd that he knows how many there are. Well, yeah. If they're not registered. Hey, he's River Police. (laughs) It's his business to know. Yeah, it's it's very weird, isn't it, that you have to be a registered diver? Yeah. But then again, does that just mean in the river? Apparently, the divers don't go in the river. So... So who cares then? What's the point of finding out who's registered as a diver? Just find the one who's in the river. That would be one. Yeah. Who's registered or not. Yeah. Hello, uh, do you go in the river? Nope. Well, thank you for your time. <laughs> That's it for all of them. Yeah. We have to watch all 10,000 of them. This film's six hours long. <laughs> They're just the unregistered ones. Yeah. John also knows. Uh, John says, That's not going to do our reputation any good. Eric says, Could be quite a party next summer. What the fuck's he talking about? Not a clue. That's another one of his little lines where you're like, what? Yeah, you're just like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he just walks off. Excellent work. Thanks, Eric. It seems like John and Eric are partners on the case. They are now. Yeah, they're both, at, they, we cut and they're at um, the office. They're looking at the board, obviously, you know, the, the classic police board with maps up and pictures of divers, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're looking over the case notes and they're answering questions from Wonton. The yeah, boss, he's, he's not there. taking any shit. They're carrying on with this theory of a diver using the canals to get around the city to kill people. Now, obviously, this is true. However, in real life, there is no way anyone accepts that theory based on finding a diver's watch in a fucking canal. <laughs> <laughs> if they found a shopping trolley, what would it be? My God. My God, it's a shopper. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody find me everyone who's got a Tesco club card. <laughs> and, and then find me everyone who hasn't. <laughs> Vermeer comes in and mentions the taxi driver from the first bit, saying he kicked the hooker out of the taxi for making a pass at him. Oh, he switched his story round. Eric doesn't believe any of it. He says it's probably the opposite's true, he says. Yeah, I've seen the start of the film. That's what Eric said. So I read the script. Yeah. It was the opposite what happened. Vermeer says that the taxi driver has a watertight alibi, which is good considering how wet the killer is likely to have been at the time. (laughs) It is good, yeah. Water-based puns. Excellent work. They get a phone call saying they found a small piece of black rubber on the end of the anchor from the crime scene that belongs to the wetsuit. Do you know what they're dealing with now, Ken? I've got no idea. A holy diver! <laughs> That'd have been a great end credits, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've been down too long in the midnight sea. <laughs> Yeah, in that song, Holy Diver, actually, Dio says, uh, Ride the tiger, you can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. Oh, don't you see what I mean? And uh, no, I ain't got a clue what you're talking about. What the hell? That's like the first couple of lines there in the song. You've done a little bit, then you've come up with that. I've got a bloody idea what you're talking about. No idea what you mean. But that's the kind of thing that we should be saying to the detective all the way through. Uh, They also found a severed head on the other tip of the anchor. The test came back inconclusive whether that the uh, the head was part of the wetsuit as well, but you know you can't get it. They can't all be a winner, can they? 
And Vermeer tells them that they are checking local shops that sell the same rope used to hang the hooker from the bridge. And uh, off they fuck to the morgue. It's all go. This film's quite the breakneck pace. It is, yeah, but it's also, as you said, an absolute evidential nightmare. This is ridiculous. It's just like, my God, let's look for anyone who may have bought some rope. How did the? How did he get under under watch? How did he get a tiny bit of rubber off his wetsuit on the anchor? <laughs> just on the tip, on the nib, as it gets bought out by. How did he remove the head and attach it to the anchor in the space of ten seconds? We don't know, but it's happening. Go with it. Okay. This is Amsterdam. Anything can happen. Exactly. Uh, the coroner talks shit about the hooker, saying our internal organs are all messed up. Did you did you see the assistant at the morgue? No. You didn't see him in the background? No. What a weird-looking fucking guy. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> it's one for you to look back at, listeners. He says, broken neck, two broken ribs, splintered nose bone, water in the lungs, and that was just him after a night out last night. <laughs> That's Amsterdam, baby! Yeah, various bruises and grazes, and of course a diver's snorkel on the tip of her anchor. If you excuse the imagery. Yeah, well, with the sun don't shine. <laughs> they also found the tip of the butcher's knife inside the body that was broken off during the attack. Such was the ferocity of the frogman. <laughs> they don't say that, but I wish they did. <laughs> the ferocity of the frogman would be our pitch. Oh, fucking yes, it would. <laughs> uh, in the stomach, they found traces of red wine, two hamburgers, and the tip of a taxi driver's penis. <laughs> Yeah, I believe it is the top quality beef, <laughs> yeah. they say as well, about the burger. Bit of pulled pork yeah. as well. <laughs> Somehow anyway. the coroner knows that the hamburger's from McDonald's. Yeah, top quality beef. I like. I said it'd be funny if in the background you see Vermeer just eating the burger, believing them to <laughs> be the... over the top of the corpse. <laughs> the coroner's uh, like lunch. <laughs> just vomits into the corpse's cavity. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, we move on to the environmentalists, where he drops the bombshell that one of them was decapitated. <laughs> I don't know why he tells them that. It's like, well, we obviously... Yeah, that explains the head on the anchor thing. <laughs> he says they both have the remains of a vegetarian meal in their stomachs, so they must be environmentalists. Yeah, slop and tofu. <laughs> that was one of that was our names, wasn't it? We used to go by. Yeah, that was when we tried to conquer the vegan market. Yeah. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah, vegan slop and tofu. <laughs> He also says one of them consumed a hot dog. Is that the same? Like he was like on the sly. He was a cheeky, cheeky yeah. one, a pretend cheeky one. Cheeky vegan, yeah. yeah. He said, but they also had lentils, millet, and carrot juice. That does sound tasty, doesn't it? It sounds like the the perfect last meal <laughs> to me. <laughs> this is on death row. <laughs> yeah. Can I have lentils, millet, and a little bit of carrot <laughs> juice? Millet is that what you feed fucking budgerigars, isn't it? I thought cage? so. Yeah, that's sort of like that hard stick <laughs> yeah. that you give them that they just peck at. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the blade uh, used had a serrated edge, and this corridor has only ever seen this once before. It's a diver's knife. That's what he says. <laughs> Every diver carries a knife to cut himself loose in an emergency, says John. I'm not sure that's true. I think it is. <laughs> is it true? I've seen it in Jaws. Ah, right. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen divers and none of them are carrying knives. I didn't see them in these uh, swimming pool, local swimming baths. With knives? Practicing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Like grenades and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what time you go. Ken's local swimming baths is Afghanistan. 
We immediately cut to eggs on toast uh, with ketchup. Uh, again, another example of food. I mean, this film's obsessed with food. There's lots of food. It's talk. a lot of food. We talked about what was the, these people had eaten. Like that fucking matters. Yeah. Who gives a shit that they've been eating millet? It's got nothing to do with the bloody film whatsoever. Yeah. Although, admittedly, we did speak for three minutes about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got to spare a minute for a millet. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Remember when they had their Grammy taken off them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always worth revisiting. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of that song they did. Oh, uh, girl, you know it's true. Yes. <laughs> Can you know it's true? Oh, yes. Uh, uh uh, uh, I want you staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> now we know what we're looking for. How do we catch the cocksucker? Says John. What, what, what do they mean? How now that we know what we're looking for? Absolutely no idea. A diver. John says we know he's strong, owns a wetsuit, and has probably lost his diver's gauge. We're making much progress. <laughs> that's what he's. That's his actual line. Mm-hmm. So that's really narrowed it down, John. Yeah. Um, Eric says it must be uh, someone who knows the Amsterdam Canals well. And John asks Eric, how did he catch the Quiznide Killer? <laughs> oh, brilliant. And yeah, Eric says... And he says that's a bonus question, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eric says uh, it took a few weeks and it was luck. And then we move on to the next scene that's never mentioned again. That I would love to have seen what he looked like. I'm thinking like Jim Carrey yeah, and the Batman Riddler. Forever. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Just sat in the corner of the pub. Yeah, winning. Yeah, one-man team. Yeah. Yeah, got all the answers. Anyone that finished ahead of him in the quiz night got killed. Yeah, so he won every week. Yeah. Uh, Eric, he heads to the uh, local diving club. It's the biggest one in Amsterdam. Yeah. There's a better place to start than any of that, isn't it? Yeah, should have really started there in the first place, to be honest. Well, to be fair, they haven't actually started looking for anybody yet, have they? This no. is where he starts. Yeah. And well, and also, I mean, any actual policeman wouldn't start there because they wouldn't think it was a fucking diver just because they found a watch in the fucking No, they'd think canal. exactly what I said, and they'd be looking for cheeky beavers Yeah, all over the place. I mean, knowing uh, Amsterdam, they're much more likely to find a bike. All right, we're looking for, we'll go to the cycling club, shall we? <laughs> he was cycling underwater when he fucking beheaded the man. <laughs> He speaks to the manager, he says none of their equipment's missing, and their divers uh, go abroad or to the, the nearest ocean, as the canals are too filthy and polluted to dive in. Yeah, it seems a bit resentful of the implication, doesn't he, the owner? Yeah. Yeah, very, very sort of like uh, begrudgingly offers this up. So it's a very close, uh, very close community, the diving community, probably. Yeah, you see Point Break, it's like surfers, that's like divers. Yeah, in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah, well it's like the fraternity of diving men. <laughs> is what they belong what, to. If we were doing a film pitch, we'd have just on Point Break, but with divers instead of surfers. <laughs> anyway, he meets Laura. She's a museum guide. He has to speak to her and uh, invites her for a drink at the bar. She's a part-time diver as well. Yes, she gets out of the water, and I believe he says, you're all wet. She says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're all wet. Hello? Can I help? Yeah. It's fine in the water, but it weighs a ton on dry land. Are you uh, a devotee? Hi, Laura. Hi. He's with the police, so watch what you say. Someone not paid their parking fine? <laughs> he goes to the bar, he's waiting for her, and this is where we meet Martin Roysdale. He's a former diver turned psychiatrist, <laughs> and he's Laura's doctor slash friend. Slash diving helper, friend, buddy, yeah. slash on-off. Wished he was his boyfriend, yeah. that kind of thing. 
Uh, they're off to the theatre. Laura asks Eric for a rain check and they leave. So he waited there for no reason whatsoever just to be stood up. Yeah, he's got a nice car though, hasn't he? He has, yeah. yeah he's, and a nice he's like suit. A rich, he's a rich guy, isn't he? Yeah. You know, just breezes in, takes the woman, breezes out again. Mm. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Might as well have done that and just like thrown a he should have had a, a scarf. Cravat. Yeah, that's what I mean. Throw his scarf out as the car as he drove off. He should have had it just landed in Eric's face. <laughs> he should have had like a white scarf just waxed into like you know like the old uh, flying. <laughs> oh, like in the hot shots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go to a bar where we see a woman. I think we're in a Mexican restaurant now. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like more food. Yeah, she's a woman in a Viking helmet. I think she's collecting money for charity. I think she's like a Samaritan or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, going around with a little money box, rattling it in people's faces and just generally annoying everyone. Yeah, not saying anything, just doing that in, a, in their face. Yeah, I'd say thank you, take it off her. Yeah. So I was going away. Now she leaves the place and heads off alone into the night, so she should be fine. Yeah, well, it actually turns out that uh, she's pocketing that money. She's emptying the, uh, the collection tin, putting it in her own pocket, Walking off again. Ridiculous. The bastard. We get POV. It's a heavy yeah. breathing. Nice bit of stalking going on. So the the breathing's the diver, right? With a full tank of oxygen <laughs> on his back. Walking the streets. Yeah. Wearing a frogman suit. And flippers, I assume. I guess so, yeah. He's you know, a diver after all. As she's turning the corner, she drops her money box and it rolls next to the... Yeah, it rolls to the edge of the canal. She reaches to get it. And another good like little set piece there with it, the gloved hand... Shoots up, grabs her, and pulls her into the canal. Yeah. We cut to the morning. We've got guys cleaning the canal. He finds some money and declares, "Oh, we're rich." And then the next scoop brings out the corpse of the charity woman. Oh no! I quite like that that he brings the money out, and it's obviously from her pocket. And he's yeah. like, "Hey, we're rich." And then he brings out <laughs> the fucking corpse of her. Anyway, back to Vermeer and Eric putting little flags on a map. Um, the red flag in the map actually disappears. As the scene goes on. Oh, really? Yeah. No wonder they can't fucking... Yeah. All their flags fall off. because <laughs> they got, forgot to put a point on the end of it. Yeah. The red flag is for where they were attacked, and the yellow is for where they were found. However, because they're just red and yellow, how can how can you tell which you one belongs to... Which? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense, but anyway. It says, why did he drag her all the way over here? Vermeer asks, and Eric says, perhaps he was teaching her how to swim. It's too too full of it's too flippant joking, yeah. isn't it? Too flippant. People like, are dying, man. <laughs> he's like this with even when he's getting chewed out by wanton. He's he's flippant. Yeah. Uh, part of the female detective comes in to tell them everything is a dead end. The rope, the wetsuit, the depth gauge, the knife. It's all standard equipment can be that can be bought anywhere. Yeah, if only they'd have thought of that and didn't bank everything on that <laughs> part of the evidence. That and was it. Eric gets a call from Wonton, speaking of him, and he's off for a Carl Weathers-style dressing yeah, down. he's not happy at all, is he? Wonton says they need to stop this guy fast. He wants results. Four victims in four days. Where the hell did you train? <laughs> yes, any witnesses? And again, Eric Flippant just says, just the bag lady and a few fish. <laughs> well, have you questioned them? <laughs> see he'd have been that angry the chief that it was surely he's what he's if thinking. this was Carl Weathers yeah he'd have said I want them in my office now yeah get me those fish <laughs> and then hammered his fist down on the desk yeah real them in him out oh yes at one ton offers we, we gotta widen the net damn it <laughs> Wonton offers him a cigar, tells him that the mayor wants... To, either it's a cigar or it's a jerky, like in <laughs> Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, yeah, a little bit of beef jerky. 
says the mayor wants to take some VIP visitors on a canal trip. And Eric says, tell them not to sit too close to the edge. Ooh, yes, the guitarist from the band U2. (laughs) A known violent psychopath. (laughs) Who frequents the boats of Amsterdam. (laughs) Wonton tells them that they can't close the canals. They might as well tell people that they're closing the whole city. Eric says, that might be safer. God, this gives me Jaws for you now. Yeah, little vibes of Jaws. And how would that stop him if they did close the canals? The frogman goes to it, sees a closed sign. I mean, not supposed to anyway, are they? (laughs) That's the point. They're not supposed to be in the canals. Yeah. But he is anyway. He's already a flagrant (laughs) disregard for the rules. He gets to it, sees a closed sign and just goes, no. And then just flips his way back (laughs) up. Yeah, with his head down. (laughs) Yeah, flip, 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 flip. (laughs) (laughs) Poor sad frogman. Uh, John meets Eric in the hallway, tells him about the lab results at their back, and the diver's gauge couldn't have been down there more than three days. Must be the killers then, says Eric. (laughs) Must be our man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He tells Eric uh, there were heavy salt deposits on the watch, which rules out freshwater divers. They're looking for a man who has worked on oil rigs or in towage. It's like, why would they look for that? You've mm-hmm. just said mm-hmm. that every single one of the divers that are in Amsterdam go into the seas to mm-hmm. do their diving. So it's about time we start looking at them then. <laughs> Let's cut no one down whatsoever. <laughs> John says once we know what type of water it was used in, we'll know a lot more. Eric tells John uh, that he's off to look at some art, which means he's going to chat up some woman. That woman being Laura. And now we come to the most famous painting of the 17th century and the highlight of the tour of our museum. It's the Night Watch, painted by Rembrandt. It was painted between 1639 and 1642, and it shows us how Rembrandt succeeded in solving the problem of assembling people in action into a group. This masterpiece brings us to the end of our tour. I thank you for your attention. You not take us further? I'm sorry, sir, but the tour stops here. But, uh... Thank you all very kindly. Uh, cut to Laura. She's given a tour to a load of Asian businessmen. Once she's finished, they're uns- uh, unsatisfied with the length of the tour. Well, they're quite right, too, because she just basically says, right, that's enough of that. Shut the fuck up and get out. Yeah, basically she, goes, she tells him to go piss up a rope because she sees Eric. He's, he's at the back of the crowd there. That's because uh, they're all looking at Rembrandt's uh, 17th night watch. Very impressive piece. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, she leaves and uh, she leaves with him and she, she asks him, uh, do you like art? And he says, I like beauty. Hmm... <laughs> and asks her out for dinner. It seems highly unprofessional, but, you know, whatever. And we cut straight to the dinner date. Yeah, restaurant, food. More yeah. food from Dick Mars, his food-obsessed freak. They shoot the shit about his daughter and his work-life balance. He admits to thoroughly researching her before the date. She seems impressed. Men of yeah. the bad movie cult. <laughs> Not overly weird, though, is it? That? <laughs> don't do this in real life. If you do, don't admit it. Because <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I know everything about you. Yeah, he does. He knows all about it. I've written. It's a bit odd, but she seems to like it. She loves it. Yeah. He asks if she's dating Martin, and she says uh, he's a shrink. And she started going to. Um, she started going to after her husband died, and she says that she sees him once a week. And sometimes we go out for dinner or a concert, which again is massively unprofessional for a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asks if Martin dives anymore, and Laura tells him not since his friend had a terrible accident. But we're never told what that is. No. What a pretty place. You have good taste in restaurants. I may have a dirty job, but I still like to eat well. 
Uh, we cut to some cunt in a snorkel, swimming trunks and flippers yeah. waltzing into the police station. It's some comedy-style old guy. He is admitting to the murders, and the desk officer says, You'll go down for life, Grandpa. Any last requests? And he says, A cup of coffee. It's just some homeless guy, isn't he? Some insane old man trying yeah. to get a free coffee. End of the film. It turns out that was him. (laughs) (laughs) Next scene. What a twist. (laughs) Next scene is a woman on a blow-up raft in a bikini on the canal with Um, her legs in shitty water. Yes. Yeah, it's unusual, isn't it? I didn't like it. 52 minutes exactly. Nice. Thank you. Her boyfriend calls out from the barge about a foot away from her, saying, oh, hurry up, we've got to go and meet my parents, or whatever the fuck she's, he says. Then a knife rips up. Yeah, it's, 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 this is Jaws-esque as well, because yeah. it's, from, it's from below, isn't it? Also While she's bit, in the uh, the dinghy, the ring, or whatever it is. And a bit in. Freddy Krueger-ish. Yeah, yeah, it throws both of them in. Because the knife goes up, breaks open the, um, the raft that she's in, turns the serrated edge towards her vagina, because her legs are spread. She notices it, and then the knife goes quickly straight towards her, and uh, that's the end. Yep, that's the end of that. I've put the balls on this killer to do that with her boyfriend a foot away. It's in the middle of the day on the busiest fucking bridge in Amsterdam, by the looks of things. Oh, there you go. And he still gets away. Of course he does. It's absolutely mentalist. Anyway, we cut straight to the mayor. We haven't got time for that. We cut straight to the mayor and and bullshitting the chief. Yeah, one time. Yeah, demanding what the hell's going on. They want to replace Eric off the case. They want fresh perspective. Exactly. And to be fair, Wonton goes to bat for him, saying he's the best damn detective on the force. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's, he's quite loyal to him, even though he's he kind of you know they seem to be at uh, odds with each other. Yes, yes, constantly butting heads. But uh, he's got a respect. It's not like Carl Weathers with us. Exactly. Apart from the respect bit. Yeah. Because he fucking hates us. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We get a quick scene of Laura. She's in a therapy session with Martin. Tells him about the date with Eric and how great it was. He asked her if he wanted to know about the murders and she said no. She thinks he likes her and she likes him too. Martin tells her, well, I'm very happy for you both. Looks like you won't be needing me for much longer. Yeah. It's it's all inappropriate, isn't it? Mm. The way he's even saying it is just like he's saying it like... uh, like the passive aggressive, oh, it looks like I won't be needed then. Yeah. Will I? Now that you've got yourself a boyfriend, eh? And now that you're going to have you found a, another man, it's so nice of you to tell me how great it all went. Thank you very, very fucking much. You could almost cut into a bit of a Rick Mail impression then. That was pretty good. <laughs> that's what he says when he's uh, on the undercurrent of the dialogue. <laughs> Get a scene with a patrol boat. Uh, it's a rookie cop. He's getting spooked by the water, ends up shooting his gun, kills a duck. <laughs> Gets thrown onto the boat. Anyway, enough of that. Eric and John, eventually they think they find a suspect. It's a former oil rig worker. Got fired twelve year- after 12 years for getting drunk and attacking a man with a broken bottle. Yeah, he saw him. He saw him a few years later. He swore revenge. Says there was oil residue found on the diver's gauge. Rope matched the ones used by the oil rig company that he worked at, as well as the wetsuit used. Uh, they got tipped off by an ex-workmate who had seen him recently and thought he was acting weird, talking about getting revenge with someone, as Ken mentioned. See? And then Eric says, let's get even with him. What the fuck does that like, mean? What do you mean? He said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop questioning the things I'm saying. They sound good. <laughs> it's just none of them make sense, okay? <laughs> I understand that, but don't keep asking what do you mean. I don't mean anything. <laughs> 
Jesus, man. <laughs> this is Amsterdam. Anyone can say whatever they like. <laughs> trying to sound cool. Now, they head into the hotel he's staying at, the suspect, and they find a wetsuit hanging up in his shower. <laughs> found him in a wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in, the, in there is a... <laughs> it's yeah. the wetsuit motel. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> the suspect, he legs it out on a motorbike, gets on there, drives off. Police car and horses, they're used for the chase. The horses block him off a moment. Instead of just driving... Yeah, unfortunately, horses can't ride motorbikes, so they're useless. Yeah. They, they just fall off. They, they block off, like, uh, one street. And I was thinking, like, you could probably drive around those horses. Or just you choose another street. Yeah, well, he does. Yeah. And uh, eventually he... I quite liked it. I, I, it's a good I, little... Yeah, uh, it is. It, it's one of those where there's, like, the suspense, because they can see the figure, can't they, in the shower. And then mm. they pull it back, like... <laughs> And it is just a wetsuit hanging up. There's a lot of good stuff in this, a lot of good set pieces. And also, uh, similar to New York Ninja, this is a, a nice little view of Amsterdam in the 80s. Very if you're nice, so interested. Yeah. it does look nice. The, the suspect, he tries jumping, like there's a bridge raising up for a boat to go underneath, and uh, he tries getting over that with his bike. The bike doesn't make it. He ends up hanging onto the edge. The bike skids down, and the suspect's caught. He gets interrogated by Eric, and Eric does really well because he ends with the suspect not telling him a damn thing and getting spit at in his face. Yeah, yeah, unfortunate that. Good effort, though, Eric. Yeah. He's the best cop we've got. <laughs> Unless it comes to interrogation, then he's one of the worst. <laughs> but the best damn detective <laughs> on the force leaves <laughs> and tags in Vermeer, who opens with the line. I thought, oh, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, like, yeah, Vermeer's yeah. going to be the good cop. Yeah, but Vermeer is awful cop. He's <laughs> that bad cop, awful cop. Because he opens with the line... <laughs> You don't want to talk, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. You can refuse to answer, but it's not going to help you. Your ass is nailed to the wall, buddy. I'm not a murderer, I told you. Yeah? Let's hear you talk. Go stuff it. Cut to, we don't see any more of that, which is a shame, because I'd love to have seen what Vermeer carried yeah, on with after that. He like, loosens his tie and everything, <laughs> doesn't he? Like, again, like Rick Mail when yeah. he's playing uh, Detective Lieutenant Sex Machine, Homicide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Eric begins to have doubts, despite uh, a pat on the back from Wonton for catching the killer. He heads out to his car for a drink. He's got to have a think about this. This is the first time we see hey, that... Doesn't he actually say... You know, he says motherfucker, when he, but doesn't he actually say so... Got any plans for dinner? I don't know. I swear that's what he says in the uh, dubbed the version. The dubbed version, does he? Yeah. Maybe. Which again is like bottom, where Eddie interrogates the burglar. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, let me handle this. <laughs> he's like, so, see him at our farm last night? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Eddie, wrong line of questioning. Well, you think he's more of a Coronation Street kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes to his, his car for a drink. And we're supposed to know that Eric is an alcoholic. This is a, this was in the um, trivia that I found out, but this is the only time you kind of get that perspective on him, that he, he likes a drink because he's got a bottle of vodka in his, uh, in his car. Anyway, he heads off to see Laura that night for some sexy sex. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Meanwhile, the most ridiculous death of the film here is get a skipper, and he's at the nearby docks. Uh, he's the killer's next victim. He's, he's in listen, his boat. listening to a little bit of opera music, isn't he? Mm. Some beautiful music. Then his boat starts moving, and he, he, go, he grabs his shotgun, has a little lookout, and there's it's something... A, yeah, it's, it's a POV, isn't it, through the windows of him? Yeah. Everything. And um, he, uh, he pisses in his own sink. He does, yeah. Yeah. This is not someone else's sink. Yeah, but you'd imagine he's got a toilet on that little boat. 
You can't just always piss in his own sink. Just Surely piss off the side of the boat. He can do, yeah. Mm. And he's also moored on the docks, so he could just get off and go for a piss. Could do. Anyway, yeah. I just thought it was weird that he pissed in his sink. Sailors of the bad movie cult, do you piss in your own sink? Is that part of it being out on the ocean? Anyway, carry on. Yeah, he has a look yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's cut the uh, he's cut the anchor rope, hasn't he? So yeah. the boat starts moving. Yeah, something something's dragging him along. So the rope's taut in front, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Goes to get his uh, shotgun. All of a sudden, like his cabinet start bursting open with water, and just the holes appearing in the hole in yeah. in the boat. It's a power cut. That's enough to like. He doesn't think I'll just get off the fucking boat. Then he just fucking dies. No, he just sinks. Just sinks. <laughs> you sink with your ship. That's the captain. Yeah, he gives the salute. <laughs> just slowly. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a guy walking past with an umbrella, he sees it from the bridge. I've got it. It was uh, Rudy Voller from the uh, 1990 <laughs> yeah. uh, West European, um, West Germany football team. He does look like Rudy Voller. <laughs> yeah, he spots him. <laughs> he's got, calls he's got, the cops. He's got the perm and the tash on him. Yeah. <laughs> calls the police. Uh, John decides to go underwater to investigate the next day. He said, and, uh, I think Vermeer's on the boat with him and he's like, be careful down there. And he's like, what, we got two? You're telling me there's two killers? You've already got him locked up, haven't you? Any sign of Eric? No, I don't know where he is. He didn't go home last night. Sometimes you get lucky. Hmm. I think you're making a mistake going alone. You really think there's more than one murderer around? The man that's under arrest, we're not certain that he's the murderer. I'm not going to futz around here. Sure this is his part? Oh, yeah, John, no question. This is where it sank. Good. You'll soon know how it happened. How will you know he's okay? You took on the line. One tug means he's okay. Five tugs, he's in trouble. Uh, he goes down anyway. First, he finds the skipper's body in a Jaws-style jump scare. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, yeah it's um. It's, yeah, it is. It's just like Hooper, isn't it? Swimming around in there looking for evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Just falls out of a cupboard, doesn't he? Yeah. But as he approaches to, to get out of there, um, the killer emerges. He's got a he's got his knife, his diver's knife. We get an underwater fight. Vermeer and another officer, because he's attached to a rope, and it's like one pull. One tug, it means okay. Five tugs means there's a problem. 15 tugs means get me out of here ASAP. Yeah. 30 means forget that previous 15. It was a false alarm. <laughs> yeah, it's quite an elaborate building system, isn't it, on the numbers front? 60 means I've run out of oxygen. <laughs> yeah, and if I just float back up to the top, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you got Vermeer and another officer. They're desperately trying to pull him up to the surface. and um, He's all tangled up in blue, though, isn't he? He is. This has got to be the most like song title related episode we've ever <laughs> yeah. done. It's incredible stuff we're doing here. He eventually gets stabbed and his throat slit, and he's dead by the time they pull him up to the surface. I did not expect that. Yeah, John. To be I did not expect mate. John to be dead. I thought it was going to be him and Eric through thick and thin. I thought Vermeer might cop it. Maybe yeah. he still will. Who yeah, knows? Let's yeah. carry on and find out. Vermeer he spots the bubbles and sees it's the killer trying to escape. There's a pursuit, very, very slow pursuit <laughs> with boats <laughs> through the canals. They trap him in a lock, drain the water. Eric turns up to see the, the big moment. Yeah, and finally. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Eric. Your mate's dead. Yeah. Thanks you... for popping in after your alcohol-strewn sex fest. 
uh, it does drain in the end. Eric leaves before we get to see, but it, it's just the uh, breathing, the tank, the oxygen tank. Left. It's, just, it's just the apparatus. And he's uh, the killer's disappeared off through the um, sewers. Eric, where were you? John. He wouldn't listen to me. We waited for you to arrive, but... You shouldn't have dived alone. He wouldn't listen. It was always like that. We've got our murderer. No doubt this time. Down there? Hasn't moved an engine all this time. The jig is up. No more fish to fry. Have you seen him yet? No. A bit more. Fuck me. So he, he and Vermeer, they head off in the cop car and they get a message through the radio about a break-in at the marina that could well be the killer that they're looking for. <gasps> so off they go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And the killer is actually at the marina. They're looking through the boatyard. He shoots a harpoon yes. at Vermeer that uh, goes through his sleeve, attaches his arm to the wall. Wounded! Man down! Killer escapes onto a, 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 a speedboat. Our heroes follow suit for a speedboat chase through Amsterdam. But of course, by our heroes, I mean just Eric. Because Vermeer... <laughs> Vermeer's been harpooned to a wall. <laughs> Vermeer gets on the boat on the back with him. And when Eric sets off... <laughs> Comedy moment. Something out of National Lampoons. Yeah. He just flies off he the back just, of the boat. falls off the back. <laughs> Eric, I, I think Eric has a quick glance over his shoulder and then just carries on. Yeah. It doesn't bother. We ain't got time for this shit. We haven't, no, because we're going for a James Bond speedboat chase through Amsterdam. Beautiful, beautiful set piece, this. It is, yeah. A fun fact for you. Mm -hmm. During the filming of the speedboat chase, the boat with actor Hoob Staple, who plays Eric, Mm -hmm. crashed into a wall when a stuntman made a steering error, which resulted in several injuries and took him out of shooting for three weeks. Hooray. Uh, the accident left Staple with chronic paresthesia in his fingers and a rib protruding from his chest. Well, what, was it, what was he doing on the fucking boat if they got a stunt driver? Surely that would mean he's not needed on it. There's only one person in the fucking boat at all times on camera. Yeah. So why was he hiding in the back of it? Uh, at one point, Eric is hanging onto his own boat from a rope at full speed. Maybe it was that bit. <laughs> oh, it could have been, yeah. 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 And he, steering error means that he steered around and Eric just smashed <laughs> into the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. He's hanging off his own boat from a rope and the, the boat's at full speed because the killer hits him in the face with is it an oar or something. Yeah. But he manages to climb up and in the nick of time turns before he crashes into the wall opposite. Yeah, you get some classic tourist boaters out there as well, don't oh, you? Yeah. Being like, look out. And it's actually, I do like that set piece where he's I do. Climbing. I think it's a really good, really good chase and that bit's even better. Yeah, yeah. where he's climbing to, to turn the, the thing before he smashes into yeah. the wall. Yeah. And we also get a full brass band on a barge. They're blocking the way, so the killer drives up a ramp over the bridge, lands in the water on the other side. I've put great stunt, Matt. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like mounts the pavement, smashes into through a restaurant. You um, usually what you see there as well is it's usually the, the hero that does that, and the bad guy sort of escapes, and then the thing covers, and then the hero yeah. does the jump. But it's no. actually the bad guy this no, time. No, no, no. It is. Yeah, there seems to be, seems to be an ornamental organ being wheeled across the road at one point That's as well. That, times in that, this stop, film. that stops the uh, the cops from chasing on land. Yeah, they smash through it, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. That's actually there when that woman gets killed on the little rubber dinghy. Is it? Get... Maybe it's a residential ornamental organ. Yeah, I think I actually did see something like that when I was there. 
Yeah, yeah. So he he does. He goes over that. He ramps over a bridge and back in. Finally hits the equivalent of a fuel tanker on the road that all people hit if they're in a car chase. And they manage to get one just on a boat. And uh, (laughs) a tanker boat. And it blows up instead. Yeah. So, you know, they stick to the formula perfectly. They just use speedboats instead, Mm. which is nice. Very nice indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And and then uh, Eric uh, sees a figure just like escaping down a pipe. Um, they don't actually have them in Amsterdam. They had to build them for this film. There's another fact for How you. misleading. What if I'd gone to Amsterdam to see the sewer pipes? That the frogman escaped yeah, from. exactly. Very specific when I go on holiday. He goes into the sewer as well to follow him, and he climbs up the manhole that he escaped from. As he's doing that, the killer appears at the top there and harpoons him in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> he falls down to the bottom there, and... Um, the killer attempts to finish him off with another harpoon. <laughs> he's, he's just he's got loads of harpoons with him. He has, yeah. But before he can do that, Eric shoots him in the face. Yeah, smashing his mask, and then passes out and wakes up in the hospital. He's not very good with the harpoon, is he? No, because he's failed to kill both cops with the harpoon. Yeah, he has shot them both, and one it? was point blank. Yeah, he has shot them both, but failed to kill both. You got Vermeer and Laura, they're at his bedside. Maybe if we cross reference all of the registered divers in Amsterdam, all of the non registered divers in Amsterdam, find out who's lost a diver's gauge, uh, who's got a small piece of their frogman suit missing, who's good at severing heads and attaching them to an anchor, but is shit when it comes to harpooning, we'll have our man. Yeah, and who's been shot in the face recently. <laughs> Vermeer and Laura, they're at his bedside when Eric wakes up. Vermeer... Have been shot in the face recently? No. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, Vermeer tells him that the killer escaped. They did find broken glass at the scene because the, the bullet shattered the uh, the mask, like the, the eye mask, didn't it? Yes, very good. Very good again. I actually thought, well, that's the end of that then. Yeah, I thought that. Shot him in the fucking eyes. Uh, he tells Eric that his daughter's staying at Willie's and not to worry. And Eric doesn't worry because it's Willie. What the fuck's he going to do? Yeah, and doesn't even know who Willie is. He's <laughs> that interested in his daughter's life. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck, I forgot I had a daughter. <laughs> and Eric plans to get up and continue with the hunt, but the doctor comes in and says that you need your rest, gives him a sedative. He says, oh, I'll knock you out for 12 hours. Come back and see him tomorrow. And uh, Vermeer and Laura leave. Uh, Laura goes to a therapy session appointment, finds Martin isn't home, and she's, for some reason she stays and just has a look around. Here's a noise in Martin's underwater basement, his underwater <laughs> lair. <laughs> I don't know if this is common in Amsterdam. I'd I'm assuming there so. is. Yeah. He's, he's a rich man. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't he have a little boat dock in his basement? But she finds a broken mask there <gasps> with a bullet hole through it. Oh, Jesus. And thinks Martin must be the killer. As do I, with that revelation of the evidence. Now she makes an attempt to call Eric from Martin's uh, study but fails because he's unconscious. You know, it's 11 hours until he's waking up, apparently. <laughs> and then we see Martin, he comes home, and Laura hides, so a bit of tension here. She hide her in the house. Indeed. Good film. Meanwhile, Eric's daughter and Willie, they arrive at the hospital to visit uh, Eric. She bought some flowers, which is nice. He wakes up, and uh, when Laura rang and asked to speak to Martin, she did leave a message with the nurse, which so should be pointed out. And the nurse tells him that Laura rang, and he was like, why didn't you tell me? And he and she says, because you were asleep. Because you were unconscious from the drugs, remember? Yeah, 12 hours, even though it's been half an hour and you're fine. 
Um, so she says that, and both he and Vermeer, they head out to Martin's house. Why Why would, when she leaves the message, why would she only leave the message for a man she knows is unconscious for the next 11 hours and not ring the police who are awake? Yeah. And tell them that she knows who the killer is. Staff shortage. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they're all busy. There's only they? two cops. They're out there like looking for the edge yeah. <laughs> from you too. That's it, <laughs> He's yeah. got another rampage. Yeah, they head to Martin's house straight away, never mind the fact that he'll be knocked out for 12 hours soon. <laughs> Tells his tells his daughter and Willie to fuck off as they pass them in the hallway. <laughs> he doesn't even, even recognise them. He's like, whatever, I've got to go. Uh, cut to Martin playing the piano at his house. Yeah, Laura, classic, classic uh, rich guy stuff going on there. Uh, my note is Laura walks around the basement like a fucking elephant, knocking <laughs> shit over. <laughs> that immediately alerts him. He grabs his uh, gun and heads off to investigate in the, his underwater lair. As he's having a look around, Laura attacks him from behind with an oar, knocks him out. He's just face down on the fucking <laughs> boards, which made me laugh. Once, once she knocks him out, though, the killer, which is another nice set piece, just emerges from the water and tries dragging her in, and she's holding onto the wooden like slats that are breaking one by one. Yeah, I thought that was good too. Of course, at this moment there is also a thunderstorm going on because that started for more atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So there's also a thunderstorm uh, happening. So he's a little bit more he's disorientating, a little bit more scary. And uh, Eric, he arrives in the nick of time and shoots the killer in the chest. And he flies backwards into the water. Yeah, shoots four times. That yeah. killer gets shot. Martin, he regains consciousness and <laughs> confesses that the killer is a childhood friend of his. Yeah, they said, I thought, I thought you did it to Martin. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the fact that when she does hit him with the oar, um, he sort of gains reconsciousness and she just twats him again twice yeah. just to make sure he's definitely unconscious. That's why I like when it cuts back. It's yeah. just fa- he's, he's perfectly yeah. faced it's out. It's just brilliant because, he, yeah, she even hits him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's good. I like the fact that she does that. But yeah, yeah, but finally, now that someone else has been shot, uh, they allow him to regain consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> she hits him again. And don't just keep hitting him every time he moves. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then we get the uh, we get the big reveal of uh, what the fuck is going on. Yeah, he's a, he's a childhood friend and a fellow diver who was uh, shunned by society. Fellow diver, <laughs> uh, he the, was he was shunned. Yeah, he, he knows the location of where he lives, and they're heading off there in in the police car. And he says during the during the drive that he was shunned by society after a commercial diving job that he was on caused him to be disfigured by. Uranium hexafluoride poisoning. Oh my god! That old chestnut. Tale as old as time. They basically told him that it was safe to. Cause he, he's like a salvage diver, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Salvage diver. <laughs> hexafluoride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the worst uranium, of course, is the hexafluoride strain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a scientist. Yeah, and they basically lied to him, and that's why. And now he's on a killing spree yeah. across it, Amsterdam. It, it, the uh, uranium hexafluoride, it burst, and it uh, disfigured his face and ate into his head. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric's just there nodding. That. Ah, right, yes, I see. I, I've heard it does that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the killer arrives at his own house. He takes off his flippers and throws them across the room. And he takes off his mask and he reveals himself to be Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. What a cameo. <laughs> and then decides to take his own life in the second most ridiculous way possible. <laughs> 
be first most we still have yet to cover on this podcast. <laughs> but for now, this is the second one. He decides to harpoon himself <laughs> through the fucking mouth. <laughs> it's ridiculous watching him do this. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, oh. we're still getting the story from uh, from Martin. Yeah. He's still telling us. Yeah, he has to borrow my gear, but I had no idea what was going on. He was getting his revenge on society, who literally had nothing to do with the incident that disfigured him. Yeah, it should be the actual people that worked for yeah, the company. It was a private salvage diver, so society is to blame. They put the uh, uranium hexafluoride down there, didn't they? Yeah, so that's it. innocent people had to be slaughtered. <laughs> so, you know, none of this makes sense, right? Right, Martin? <laughs> they didn't have to. What are you talking? Why are you explaining it like it was inevitable? But anyway, yes, harpoon in your own mouth. What a way to go. My note is you've got to admire his dedication to only using diving-based <laughs> weapons, <laughs> which he only uses at all times. He doesn't have a gun. Well, yeah, he lost his knife, didn't he? He did. The serrated-edged knife, the diver's knife he had. So the only thing for it is to harpoon himself in the fucking head. <laughs> It's so <laughs> watching him put the harpoon in his mouth. The gun's about six feet away from yeah, it. It's quite difficult to do, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? But we cut back, and he's already done the deed. The harpoon's through his mouth, out of the top of his head, his massive bulbous head. They arrive at the place, and Eric gives us a line: "His diving days are over." He's like, "Yeah, he's dead, isn't he?" Yeah, and he's like, "No, no, that's what I meant." So, well, you don't need to. Stop it with your flippant bullshit. Cut to the next day. It's Laura and Eric. They're on a pedalo. She tells them that uh, she's booked a dinner date for them at a fish restaurant for for, for three of them. And Eric's oh. like, why the fuck for three of us? Yeah. And she's like, because you've got a daughter. He says, oh, yes. Oh, shit. He tells her he doesn't like anything that comes out of the water. And she says, well, I came out of the water. What the fuck does that mean? She's a fish. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> that was Amsterdam's too. His foot slips into the water as if grabbed, and he laughs for the first time in the film. She hits him, calls him a clown. Yeah, he's pretending that somebody's grabbed him. Oh, he's a joker, isn't he? Yeah, she calls him a clown, and he says, I'll clown you in a minute. Clown fish. That's what he says. <laughs> he just simply says, clown fish. And she nods at him. She says, what do you mean? He says, I don't know. <laughs> We get a high-angle shot of the pedalo and the look of Amsterdam as we get an incredible 80s song. Yeah, it's the theme tune. It's the theme tune. Amsterdam. Somewhere, somewhere in the black night Shining eyes that follow your stride Body count for you, can Go for it. What do you reckon? I want you to have a little guess. Um, I'm going to guess at 14. Oh, miles over. I say seven. I've halved it. It's nine, mm -hmm. including the duck. <laughs> okay. All eight human deaths are by the diver, mm -hmm. including himself. Including his own, yeah. 
What do you reckon are the, the split gender-wise, the eight? Is this including the duck? Not including the duck. Okay, so we'll go eight. I'm going five, three to the guys. Absolutely. Bang yes. On. Yep. Five males, three females killed, all of them by the diver, the frogman. Eric doesn't even get the satisfaction of killing the bastard. So what did you think to this film then, Ken? I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. This is the first bonus episode I've enjoyed <laughs> fucking viewing. No, I really liked it. I think this this is one of those films that's got a, a cult following, but it's never gone over that. Yeah. It's never breached the the thing. You know, like you think of like, oh yeah, great 80s killer films, slasher films. This isn't on most of those lists. Yeah, I suppose because it's a preposterous plot. It's well, a frogman. Yeah, yeah, but so are a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, but... My Bloody Valentine was a murderer's minor. I know, but there's something about a frogman, isn't there, that's yeah, just hilarious. But, you know, it's, Using... still, it's still a costume. Basically, what other costumes did he have left? There's a lot of costumes already gone, isn't there? Mm. There's a lot of outfits that obscure the face that are gone. Is this part of the Dutch giallo? <laughs> 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 the famous subgenre. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the police work's a bit shoddy, but the set pieces are brilliant. I think yeah, a lot yeah, of them are good. really, really good. And, and I, really, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. I thought it was a, it's good fun. It's only, what what is it, hour and 40? Something like that. Something like that, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I watched it for the, and thought, oh, this looks awful. Yeah, think, and, expecting it to be like yeah, bad. Yeah, and in fact, it was like, that's pretty good, that. Yeah, very pleased I saw it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, and again, I think there's a thing as well where you watch something in, in um, you know, subtitled or whatever, and you can't really tell if the acting's bad or anything like that, can you? So no, I watched it dubbed, and uh, again, was the dubbing like humorous or was it just normal? No, it was okay as well. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't take me out of it at all. Yeah, I was worried when I was watching the subtitle one. Like, I wonder if Ken's because when I was watching it, I was like, this is actually bad. I wonder if Ken suggested this because the dubbing's bad, in which case I'm fucked. Here. No, 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 no. No, no I liked it. Yeah, generally enjoyable. And if you want to have a look at it, and in the UK, I believe it's still on Amazon Prime. It's definitely the subtitle version is definitely on YouTube. So if you want to give yeah. this a watch, which yeah, I recommend so it you will do. Be. It'll be the dub version of on Prime. That's where I watched it. Yeah. Thumbs up from me. What about you, Ken? Uh, I've got a two thumbs up and a harpoon in the face. Well, we've run out of time, so we'll bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Thank you, Ken, for this recommendation. Thank you for finally bothering to bloody watch it. Oh, you're welcome. What about you guys? Have you bloody watched it or not? <laughs> if you have, let us know what you think. When we release this, we'll put a post out on Twitter. You can reply to that if you want. Speak um, to us. In- anyone who wants to uh, get bonus points, throw in a, a song title that relates to it, like we've been doing seemingly throughout the entire <laughs> yes. thing without knowing why we've done it. We seem to have done it. Uh, yeah, throw in a related song title, as long as it's one we haven't mentioned bonus points yeah as i say you can contact us through twitter leave a little message what you thought about the film under where we post the the episode Uh, you can speak to us in our facebook group if you search bad movie called discussion group you'll find it there on facebook we're also on instagram wherever you can think to find us we'll be there your nightmares perhaps your erotic dreams that's where i'll be and if you're one of those that are (laughs) incognito you're off social media platforms drop us an email Email address badmoviecourt at gmail.com. Anyone that leaves us a message, we'll read it out on the podcast. Why not, eh? Maybe just phone Dom directly on 07. <laughs> <laughs> if 
you like to support the podcast, you can by leaving us an Apple podcast rating or review. It's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners. You can do the same thing on Spotify now. Just drop us a, a review. It's much appreciated. Or wherever you listen to your podcast, I'm sure there's a rating system on there. Similarly, we're also on YouTube. Subscribe and like the videos that you're listening to. A massive help again. Uh, you can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films that we don't cover on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecourt.com. Ken mentioned one earlier from this same director. Yes, murderous lion loose on the streets of Amsterdam. Unbelievable. Yeah, so you go you go near the canal, you get a frogman, you go out of the canal, you get a rampant lion. There's no way you can survive in Amsterdam. Get out of there. Join us again. We'll be back next week. This time it's a full episode with a film pitch. We bloody spoil you on this podcast. We do, don't we, at the moment? God, it's all go. See you next week. See you then. Bye.